welcome to the Excuse My African podcast. My name is Stella Damasis and I am your host. Join me as I take you on a journey through the eyes of a misrepresented and misunderstood African girl abroad. In this episode, I will talk about the African diaspora mind conditioning. First of all, before I go into today's topic, um, let me say rest in peace to uh, some notable people from Africa, especially Nigeria, one of whom is um, Ibiduni Igodalo, an amazing woman loved by so many people who passed away a few weeks to her 40th birthday. There is no single person on earth that came in contact with this woman that didn't love her. Like, I didn't say like her, I mean love her. And she passed away. Also, um, Dan Foster, he is an African-American brother who relocated to Nigeria, became one of the best radio DJs in the world. He was a friend. He was a brother to me. And we lost him to COVID-19. And this is to say that this thing is for real, y'all. COVID-19 is for real. And we also lost Tony Salau, who, is, who was an activist here in the United States of America. Uh, she disappeared and then her body was found. It's just crazy with everything that's happening in the world, you know, all the deaths, all the injustice. We're talking about uh, the rape that's happening in Nigeria, in Sierra Leone, and it's to little girls, five years old, 10, 11, 12 years old, 12 years old. And it's crazy. I, my heart just breaks for all of this. And then the suicide that's happening, especially in Africa, which is why I went on for a long time last year talking about mental health and Africans. It is important that we care for our mental health, right? Okay, so moving to the topic, African diaspora, my conditioning. Um, it's in line with what my last episode was about, you know, talking about the the unity that we must have and i titled that last episode divided we fall if you listen to it where i was talking about the fact that african immigrants and african americans are one we are one and the same the only thing that separates us is where we were born you know and it shouldn't make a difference because there's strength in number and when people see that we are united then there's a lot that they will be scared of because first of all it not only affects policy it affects politics as well if African immigrants, if people who are people of color come out in number and decide to go to the polling booths and vote, you'll be amazed at how we can change a lot of things and change policies. But because we're not together, a lot of people are turning their backs. They're turning their faces away, acting like this doesn't concern them. And it does. That's the problem I'm having. So I was watching the daily show which is one of my favorite shows um at this time i was watching from youtube and my favorite host in the whole world trevor noah was talking about something and it really brought something to my attention which was really strong which is the fact that in the workplace in nigeria because we know that in, in america i'm sorry because we know that when you work you earn a living then you're stable then you can take care of your family then you're able to do things for yourself then you know, you, you're strong enough to, to live a good life, you know. But when that is taken away from you, you are left with coping mechanisms. And most of these mechanisms are not positive. That's the thing. So they have realized that if they take work from the African-American, if they deprive them of work and resources and the money that they need to survive, that they would all go for, 
you know, these coping mechanisms that will not be good for them and it affects the, the, the communities, the, the black American communities, it affects them greatly. So they highlighted the fact that if people send in a resume and they are the same, everything in each resume is the same, you find that people who have white names get more work than people who have African-American names. This concerns me because we also realized by research that if you have an African name, you are more likely to get the job than if you are African-American. If an Nkechi or Kafo sends in a resume, and that resume is photocopied, the same resume, but just change the name from Nkechi or Kafo to Shamika Devon Lewis, Nkechi Okafo is more likely to get the job than Shamika. Why? Because Shamika is an African-American name. Why is this? They feel that by giving the African the job, the African will, will do whatever it takes to be the servant. I'm sorry to say this, but we act like servants because we spend all our time trying to impress the white man. And they know this. They know that when we come into America, the first thing that we want to do is make sure that we get our documentation right. And in the process, we get a job. When we get this job, the last thing we want to do is offend anybody, offend the, the, the manager, offend our co-workers who happen to be white. So we find ourselves trying to impress them, trying to dress like them, trying to talk like them. If you sound black, there is a problem. You have to sound white. They'd rather you sound British white, uh, British white or Nigerian you know, English than for you to sound African-American. So Africans come here, our people come here, and then we try to be like the white man. And then we start to feel cool, thinking that, oh, they like us. They prefer us to the African-American. What we don't realize is that they're selling us a version of the African-American people that they want us to see because a lot of us don't know the history, the true history. We are ignorant about our history. The African-American doesn't also know the full history of the African. They see some things on YouTube. They see what the media is selling to them. They don't know the real mother Africa. They don't know the real continent. We have to tell them. We don't know the real struggles. We, we don't know what their ancestors really went through to help us, to, to make sure that we're able to come here and live here and work here. The sacrifices that they made, the blood that has been shed on, on, on them, the people's backs who we're riding on today. We only know stories about NLK, uh, uh, um, the, the Selma, the, the Edmund, uh, Edmund Pettus Bridge and all of that. Those are the kind of stories that we know. We know the basic stories. We don't know the full history, the real history. So we come here and we feel, oh, they're lazy. The African-Americans are lazy. Oh, they're they on drugs. Oh, they, didn't, they don't want to go to school. They don't want to do this. But we come here, we're strong, we're intelligent. We want to make a difference. And the white man sees it, so they prefer us. Those are all mind conditioning. These are tactics that have been used to divide us so that we cannot be strong. We cannot be more in number than they are. We can never do it together. They will always be the oppressors. That's what this thing is about. And a lot of people will listen to this podcast and think, oh, another propaganda. Don't forget, I'm an African immigrant. I don't, I don't have anything to, to, to gain by selling a stupid propaganda here. I'm telling you what I have realized from talking to people of different cultures, people of different skin colors, from studying the history of this country, from studying the things that have happened and why there is an uprising today that is making a difference. So 
the first thing they try to take work away from these people, the moment you sound like you're African-American or you have an African-American name, you're already at a disadvantage, which is so sad. And the African comes and thinks that they are above. You come into this country where they are born and you think that you're above. You don't realize that you're being used to continue to oppress them and you're being used to, to continue to make them feel that they're not worth it and they can never rise. And we are, we are buying these, these lies. We are buying into this thing that they're doing. We're worshiping the white man because we feel he's giving us an opportunity to live the kind of life that we saw growing up in Africa. We come here now, he's giving us a chance. We are better than them. That is mind conditioning and it is a lie. They make us feel that we're more hardworking and we're smarter. No, that is unfair. That is, they have given us the, the, the visuals that they know we want to see. Oh, we prefer you. If you're African-American, there are some neighborhoods that you cannot live in because some people will never give you their homes. But if you're African, this has happened to me. If you're African, you're an African immigrant, oh, would rather have you stay in a white neighborhood or in a neighborhood that's, that's highbrow, that's classy, you know. But if you're African-American, we don't want you here. Then the African immigrant starts to think, oh, I'm better, I'm worth it, I'm classier, I'm better than these African-Americans. So I cannot be seen with these people. I cannot be, you know, associated with these people so that they continue to see me as the classier one, as the better one, as the more intelligent one, as the hardworking one. Those are lies. They're doing this intentionally to make us continue to serve, to make us continue to impress them, to make us continue to follow them around. So that when they say jump, we say how high. They don't ever want us to become a people that would demand our rights to say we live here too. This is what we need. That's why you don't find African communities coming out strong to stand for stuff that we all know that we can see. That's why stuff can happen to Africans and it is still the African-Americans that will come and fight for us but we are not fighting for them. We want to impress them. We want to be like them. We don't want to associate with our African-American brothers and sisters because we feel that the white man would, would, would make us all out to be the same. They would, they would put us in, in the same category and we don't want to be like that because we are afraid of going through what they have been going through all their lives. We're coming from Africa and sometimes it feels like we're feeling this sense of entitlement. And then when the white man is seemingly like giving us something that feels or looks like that, we don't want to lose it because we don't want to be the ones, we don't want to be on the receiving end. We don't want to be like the African-Americans who are treated poorly, who are oppressed, who are deprived of a lot of things. No, we want to be recognized. We want to be appreciated. We want to be liked by the white man. It makes us feel good. It's the same mentality we have in Africa when white men come to Africa and we start to call them master. We start to treat them like they are better than us. Even in our own country, even in our own continent, we make them feel that they are better. Once their skin tone is different, their skin color is different, we worship them. That is slave mentality. People, African-Americans are going through the slavery here. They're still going through it physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. We as African immigrants, we have been raised with the slave mentality. We come here and we want to run away from that totally. So we start to do exactly what the white man wants us to do. No, that's totally wrong. There are so many things that are happening in America today. A lot of injustice going on and we're acting like we don't care. Let me give you an example. When we moved into America, I remember in my house one day, we called um, 
a service provider and said something needed to be fixed. And they sent a black guy, a big black guy. Because of the mentality that I had coming into this country about African-Americans, when the black guy walked into my house, I was filled with fear. And when he walked into the living room, I followed him everywhere because I didn't want to leave him alone in my home fixing something. He had a deep voice and he stayed and he was fixing it. And he kept staring at me and he asked me, he said, excuse me, ma'am, are you, are you uncomfortable? Because I see that you're, you're like me. I, I see that you're African. I hear your accent. I know you're, you're African like me. You, you act like you're uncomfortable in your own home. Is it because I'm here? They could send you someone else. And I lied. I said, no. No, 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 it's just a habit. I like to see what you're doing so that I make sure you're doing the right thing where I want it to be done. He knew I was lying. He looked at me, he smiled. He finished his, his job and he said, thank you, have a good day. And he walked away. And I sat down and I questioned myself. I asked myself, why did I do that? Why did I just see a man who wore a uniform coming to work in my house and immediately felt uncomfortable? What is wrong with my mind? What is wrong with how I have, I have been taught to know or understand or see African-Americans? There's something wrong with that. Because prior to that time, I'd had a plumber who was white coming to the house, coming to my kitchen, and I went to the basement to record a video. I left him there and I went to the basement. I felt more comfortable because I said, he's white, there's nothing he can do. He's not gonna do anything. I left him there and I went to the basement. And when I had this encounter with this black guy, I was so distraught, I felt so bad. And I said to myself, you are part of the problem. You need to unlearn all the things that you have been shown on TV, in the media, things that they have said, the kind of hoods that they've shown you, the kind of people that they show you that this is how African-Americans live. You have to remove all of that. We need to educate ourselves. And so I asked myself a question. I said, if you're walking down the street in the middle of the night and you see four black men and you see four black men standing together and talking. Would you walk close to them at night? If you go on the same street and you see four white men, would you feel more comfortable walking down that road? The moment I answered that question, I knew that I had a major issue and I had to fix it. I started looking into history. I started looking into injustice. I started looking into things that have been happening and how the media that is mainstream international media, how they have played a role in making us see African-Americans as what they are not, especially in Africa. The only kind of thing that we see there that has to do with their lifestyle. He's always negative. He's always there going to jail. They're stealing. They're doing drugs. They're raping. They're doing this. Those are the stories that are pushed out into the world. They are not telling us why a lot of these things are happening, how it all started. They're not telling us about those that have made a huge difference in the lives of people, those that have fought hard to make things happen, those that were innocently lynched and killed just because of the color of their skin. They're not telling us a lot about that. So if you're not inside of America and if you are not caring, if you're not educating yourself, if you're not purposely trying to find out about them and their history, you will continue to dance to the tune of the white man who will make you believe that you're better. You're not. Excuse my African, I'm sorry. This is me saying this to all my African immigrants, all the Africans in the diaspora. Do not let them continue this mind conditioning that we have had growing up. We need to come out of that, educate ourselves, band with our brothers and sisters here, support their causes, stand with them and fight with them because they fight for our children. When we have children here, they become African-Americans. 
They are born here. They are citizens of America. They become African-Americans. When we have children here, their accent will never be like ours. Their accent will be exactly the way the African-American accent is. They will talk and look like the African-American. They will carry the American passport. So believe me when I say that this fight, this injustice, they are fighting for you and I. They are fighting for our children and our children's children. We need to know and learn the true history. They need to know the truth about where they came from, not just the slavery too. And we also need to know why they're in so much pain and why there's so much oppression and how they went through what they went through and the role that our own African ancestors played in selling off some of their brothers and sisters to these white men who deceive them. We have to heal. But to heal, we have to have that conversation, as uncomfortable as it is. And that's why I want to say big thank you to a guy called Emmanuel Acho. He is actually Nigerian-American. He's seen life from every angle, as a Nigerian, as an African immigrant, as an African-American man, because he sounds American. He's an American citizen. And as someone who has done things with the white man, who's in the middle of all of this. And he has a show called Uncomfortable Conversations with a Black Man. I've seen all his episodes and it's amazing what he's doing. He's starting up a conversation and he's talking to white people. And I'm saying, join me. I'm starting up this platform, African Diaspora Community. We're on Instagram. African Diaspora Community. Look for us on Instagram. The link will be in the description. Join that Instagram group and let us know when. We would, we would like to have a conversation. We would like to have a town hall meeting. If you join the Instagram group, you'll be able to know when we're having our first Zoom town hall meeting where we can all see, no matter what state you live in in America, as long as you're an African immigrant or you're of African descent, we need to have this conversation within ourselves to start educating each other and healing together. This is what we need. My brothers and sisters, let us heal the divide. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and I hope you'll join me again for the next one. You can contact me via email, excusemyafrican at gmail.com, or visit the website, excusemyafrican.com, for more details. Remember to stay positive and give love. Music